Come on, come on, come one, come all. Get in here, get in here, get in here. I'm going to give you a second. Anybody who's coming and tuning in to this podcast today, this is Terrence Wright of Right Impressions, giving you some of the most thought-provoking conversations that are so nice. They'll make you want to digest it. Once again, we like to thank all of our listeners out there via Facebook, YouTube, Instagram, or Snapchat that are listening to our podcast today. You can find Terrence Wright of Right Impressions on YouTube under Right Impressions. That's Right, W-R-I-G-H-T, Impressions, capital M-P-R-E-S-S-I-O-N-S, and the W is capitalized also. And I'm on the same name under uh, Instagram, the same way, and Snapchat under Terrence Wright. Terrence spelled with one R, Wright, W-R-I-G-H-T. We thank you again for listening to this podcast. I know I'm talking kind of fast because I got a lot and this is going to be a juicy topic. So make sure you like, you share, and you subscribe to the YouTube channel because a lot of the podcasts that you're going to hear and in the future will be visual as well. Okay, but we're going to go on into this topic right now. We're going to start off with a song, and I know this song is going to sound familiar to some of us. And I want you to just listen. And before I play this song, I want you to know that the songs that you hear are not mine. I do not own the rights of these songs, but just play for your the listening pleasure of the audience and all of the thoughts and the prayers that we speak are not of the listeners or of the social media outlets that you hear it on, but those solely of right impressions. So listen to the song and let me know what you think. guess this song already. This is a saxophone cover of Tina Turner's What's Love Gotta Do With It. come on in here we got a lot to talk about my friends listening to this today trust me you are going to have a treat and we're going to ask you to just listen in its entirety to this song not song but this podcast because this is going to be good i promise you i'm sorry if you hear this buzzing but i have um i'm actually recording this with my microphone on my um, phone so if you by chance happen to hear it um, go off and buzz. I apologize. But we're going to go. This topic is something that someone keeps at what well, different people keep asking me about. So we're going to talk about it. And we want to know how do we um, <laughs> how do we stay in love? Why do we fall out of love? Why can I be not be loved? How come I don't love hard enough? How come I don't love enough? So the title of this message today is what's love got to do with it? Mm hmm. 
what's love got to do with it but as always my friends we're going to start off with our prayer that we will open our hearts and our minds that we listen and thoughtfully in prayer and do not look at a mistake in judgment but look at it in prayer and take it in love father in the name of your son we ask you right now to come before us right now that you can open our hearts our minds our thoughts our souls our prayers let us receive the words that are said that we can take part of it and we can let it enter us and that we can let it spill out of us and into someone else we ask that whatever social media outlets that we learn we can take it and we can like and we can share and we can let the word multiply and we can add to it we can never do that enough and we're going to do this in, the, in your love and in your power in the name of all power god we pray amen so we're going to dive right into this message because i'm already behind on what i wanted to start it um into getting into this message what's love got to do with it the other day I heard that song and fell in love with it all. Oh, every time I hear that song, it just touches me and it pricks me. What's love got to do with it? Even the verses and the way that song was written. If you ever listen to the history of you have a few moments, go on YouTube and look at how that song was written. Because I'm telling you, it, it was interesting. It wasn't even supposed to be on the album. And for that matter, the producer fell in love with it and told her, you've got to do it, you've got to do it. And it was the last track that they actually put on the album. Turn off the B to sell what? $30, $40 million on that one song. 30 30 or 40 million items sold of that one song and it's been sampled so many times what's love got to do with it it's a song that was by tina turner and as i listened to the familiar chorus i couldn't help but listen <laughs> and i couldn't help but think how obsessed our culture has become with the emotional feelings of love in fact there is such and so much emphasis placed on that feeling of love that it seems that there is barely a trace left of what love really means. Tina Turner's song spells out a story of two people who are trying to have a relationship based on purely on the physical element while pushing their hearts and emotions aside to avoid getting hurt. It may sound good in theory, but this is an empty, lonely, and painful approach to most relationships. It's a sad song that reminds some of us of how lost people have become on the track of love in search for relational satisfaction. Our culture paints a rosy, rosy picture of what true love really is. We, we've all been there. You meet that perfect someone who makes your heart race and gives meaning to your life. So you throw your cares, your cautions, your conflicts bogging down on you as you skip off into the sunlight together. And you believe that in life with your perfect soulmate will be euphoric and easy. Unfortunately, that scenario is not realistic. The bursting of the bubble founded on false pretenses leaves a lot of people bitter and tainted, mad, upset, fractured. Which often leads to other extremes swearing off meaningful relationships these are the people claiming the single free promiscuous life is the way to go both of these extremes are unrealistic and very unfortunate one thing we'll know society is in denial of what life and relationships are really about it isn't about perfection or promiscuity love is a gift that we are able to give and we're able to receive true love and relationships require action which entails work and if you believe there's such a thing as love then that's what you should have so we're going to dive into this what is love 
A common misconception is that love is simply a euphoric emotion that we feel for that guy or that girl that catches our eye. While these feelings are certain important in a relationship, they are not love, but rather the state of the being in love. Do you know what I mean? You know, when you first meet that person, you, you, you always, most of us experience that, that, that emotional experience that tingles, describes, and we're going to describe it as a warm, bubbly, tingly feeling for a member of that opposite sex. He goes on, in the book that I read, he goes on, then he explains the tingles are real important because they show you real feelings, but they are not the basis for a satisfactory marriage. Love is not just something that we feel, but it's something that we do. It requires action. In the Bible, Paul paints the perfect picture of what love is in Corinthians 10, 4 through 7. And he says, love is patient. Love is kind. It does not envy. It does not boast. It is not proud. It does not dishonor others. It is not self-seeking. It is not easily angered. It keeps no record of the wrongs. Love does not delight in evil, but rejoices in the truth. It always protects, always trusts, always hopes, and always perseveres. So we know that our God is love. A huge component of having a healthy, fulfilling relationship is first finding personal fulfillment and purpose through your identity through prayer and in God relationships are a good thing but we often use them as a substitute for the wholeness we can only achieve achieve through a relationship with him no man or woman is ever going to be able to fulfill a void of non-consistent commitment to Christ Marriage is a unique opportunity to catch a glimpse of who God is. A husband and a wife are designed to be a reflection of the Godhead and allow them to experience a hint of the unconditional love that he has for the two of them. Men were created to reflect the strength of love and self-sacrifice of the Father. Women were created to reflect the character, the grace, the beauty, and the bride. He created marriage and sex to display the joining of Christ and the church in an indivisible covenant. It is important to understand that marriage is a reflection of God in order to fulfill the grasp of the significance of the covenant we enter as we go into marriage. All often we get caught up in the worldly view of marriage and relationships excuse me, and forget to give them the respect and honor that they deserve and need when we understand that our marriage is our ministry wherein we are responsible for displaying God's image and communicating his love to our spouse. It gives us a sense of purpose and accountability in that commitment. If you are married, recognize the blessings you have been given and invest that appropriate respect and nurturing that is required to fulfill it. If you aren't married, make sure you are not hunting a mere emotional high. Carefully consider 
the significance of the covenant of marriage by being realistic about finding that partner for compatibility and preparedness. While love is certainly a major component to any relationship, you have to be committed to your vows, your spouse. Your covenant is absolutely essential in that bonding. So what's love got to do with it? Love is the active display of commitment we freely give as we receive the love from God. It's more than just an emotional ecstasy. Mm-hmm. Uh, I'm going to go into a list of things of, of, of that identifies to us of what love's got to do with it. The first one on my list is you have to recognize you can't control your spouse. You can only control yourself. And as the relationship moves out of the infatuation stage, which is usually on the ending, there's not a time limit, but once you move past that infatuation of each other... Let's say if a couple is married five to ten years, it's usually on a downslide the last couple of years, right? We could say that. You don't get along as easily as you used to. Instead, you have to work at things as both of your flaws and shortcomings become more apparent in the long term. At this point, it is helpful to remind yourself of what part of your relationship you control. And you want in the part of it you can't control. Sometimes marriage can feel like a burden because one spouse takes too much responsibility for the success or the happiness of that relationship. Have you ever fallen into that pattern? Do you think that you can set the right tone, structure, right activities, have the right conversation to achieve the best balance in all these areas? Then you will have a happy marriage. Mm-hmm. So it's, a, it, it's also freely giving. It's a freeing to lift the weight of your marriage off your shoulders, showing you to the responsibility of yourself. Remember, just because you don't have control doesn't mean you don't have the influence. All the virtues of like things like the decisions you make, the way you live, your examples, your words, the things you share with your spouse, the way you serve your spouse, the boundaries you set, or the prayers that you pray, pray together. Here's one, number two on my list. Focus on the effective communication. Commu effective communication is 95% of the battle in any marriage, no matter what the issue is, no matter where you, whether you agree about things or not. If you have the skills to communicate well, you'll be able to solve any problems life throws at either of you. How can you learn? How can you learn? <clears throat> excuse me. How can you learn healthy communication in a marriage? Mm -hmm. The root cause of our conflict is often simply our inability to inadequately express differences, feelings, needs. Those skills involved in healthy self-expression are the ones that will include putting feelings into your words, asking open-ended questions, and expressing empathy. Empathy. empathy excuse me. In other words, seek to relate to your spouse and understanding and in an appreciative way 
You can't solve problems as a couple if you don't trust and understand each other. Know what I mean? Let's go to the next one. Treat your spouse or your other with significant courtesy and respect. Both men and women need to feel loved and respected in their relationship. The Bible commands husbands to honor and cherish their wives and wives respect and submit to their husbands. Scripture also instructs us that as believers, we should all submit to one another out of the reverence of Christ. It gives us mutual honor, putting each other's needs before our own and loving sacrificially. Sacrificially. Think about how you speak to people outside of your marriage when you want to convey a respectful attitude. You probably listen without interrupting. Give them benefits of doubt of the doubt. You speak politely to them and you share the concerns in a constructive manner. Look at your spouse the same way. With respect, listen to one another, talk to one another, and get along. All it simply means is that you respect your spouse as a human being who is inherent in value more than that as your partner for your life. You find that as you respect your spouse, even when they don't deserve it, your self-respect and dignity will grow. Your spouse will be more likely to speak well to you when there is a culture of politeness in the home. You know what I mean? So just try your best that you can get along. And all you have to do constantly is try to remind yourself why 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 you love that person try to remind yourself why you you found the need to 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 um be unselfish there there's a reason for every action there's going to be a reaction and we always have to remember that that no matter the words that come out of our mouth and the actions that we take and responses that we give sometimes they can have a lifelong treacherous meaning behind it you can't expect people to forget they can forgive you but you can't always expect them to forget. So in their memory bank is always going to be the things that were said. The things that were done. The activities surrounding it. And mentally the places that they went afterwards. People will not ever forget those things. Here's a good one. And probably the last on my list because I've been. This is taking longer than I thought. Try Christian marriage counseling for a healthy relationship. For the best marriage advice, sometimes it's helpful to get counseling that's tailored to your individual situation. Each marriage is a unique entity made up of two people. So it can be hard to apply one size fits all in every relationship advice to your specific circumstances. And it doesn't necessarily have to be Christian marriage counseling that will help you. Just counseling in general. It can help you if you hit a rough patch or you're going through a crisis in your marriage. Or simply want proactively cultivate a healthy relationship. You can address destructive patterns by gentle confrontation and seeking appropriate outside help 
if necessary sometimes. You can meet with a professional Christian counselor to get experience, compassion, and help by making a marriage the best that it can be. You can be happy even if your marriage isn't. But the more you pursue God's word and his calling on your life, the more he will work miracles in your heart and your marriage. So, my friends, this is going to conclude my topic, my thoughts, my discussions about what's love got to do with it, with the relationship. Who is the love? What is the love that's bonding you together? Huh? So, I hope that you're listening to these. I, I brought up some good topics for each and every one of us. And I hope that we will continue to be friends. I consider each and every one of you my friends. I don't think I've ever met a stranger in my life. I get teased a lot because I talked, but I talk once I warm up to a person. So we're going to close this out, and I thank you again for listening. We're going to close this out again with the same song that we opened it with. I want you to listen to that in its entirety. God bless you. May heaven continue to throw all the blessings your way, but keep your head to the stars, and you always be among the top. All right, my friends, I thank you. This is Terrence Wright of Right Impressions. Give you the, thought most, the most thought-provoking conversation that are so nice. They'll make you want to digest it. Make sure you like, share, and subscribe to the YouTube channel, Right Impressions. Bless you. Peace.